so good to be together uh, in this fun and exciting way. That's what I keep telling myself because it allows for a little creativity, a little uh, excitement and fun. That's, this is me telling myself that this is good. Uh, but we're so grateful that we can continue worshiping in a new way using different technology. Um, if you missed my shout outs at the beginning, I missed them too. I set up a new thing because I wanted to do something fun and different and it required a little uh, ingenuity and technology uh, with a little compromise. Uh, there is a guy on the internet, uh, you know him as Jim Helpert on The Office, but uh, John Krasinski wanted to share some good news uh, with the world. And so people have been sending him videos and encouragements to share uh, on the internet to try and be of encouragement. And I thought, you know, I want to have a, a little good news for our church family. And so earlier this week I asked, would you please share some good things happening in your life and that we can just connect with. And so the whole point of this is what is to be encouraging. And I think that you will be. Uh, we're going to, uh, in a moment, be in the Gospel of John. And we're going to take a look at John chapter one. But before we get there, I wanna give you some encouragement. And so follow along and here's some good news. Uh, one of the first things I got was from Ashley Yates. She put a picture up uh, for us. And this is of Zach and their son, Mac, and they are flying a kite. We had one of those windy but sunny days. It was a perfect day to fly a kite. Um, so if in your home you want to start singing, let's go fly a kite, that's the greatest song ever. Uh, if you want to take a moment to do that and just spread a little cheer, is there anything better than that song and just enjoying father and son time together? Some good things, good news happening. Uh, this is uh, the picture of Adam and Amanda Heckman's house. Adam, your mom sent me this picture and she just wanted to give a big shout out. Now you might not be able to see it very well, but uh, Adam has been on his rooftop been using Christmas lights to spread cheer. Uh, he started with Christmas obviously and he had Merry, Christ Merry Christmas on his rooftop with his lights. Well then he wished, I think it was his niece, Rory, a happy birthday with the lights. Well, then around Easter time, he decided, well, why not put three crosses? And it says there, it's hard to see, I know, but it says he is risen. My question is, is I hope that Adam didn't use nails to hold up the crosses. I know that that's a bad joke, um, but I wanted to deliver it anyway. So Adam, uh, a big shout out to you. Keep spreading cheer and just being uh, an awesome person like you always are. We love, love you, Heckamans. Great job, Adam. Uh, this picture is of Levi and Izzy. Uh, Levi hasn't been feeling the best, and he's, uh, he's uh, been a little cranky is what mom has, has been telling me. Uh, but Izzy has been doing her very best to be of encouragement to him. Here's a piggyback ride for Levi uh, uh, in one picture. And then if you look on the right picture, there is uh, Carl's Car Wash, which is... Levi, uh, apparently Carl's Car Wash is a thing on, on YouTube. I have no idea, I bet the plot line is really impressive. Uh, but Levi's enjoying the car wash that his big sister made him to cheer him up. Way to go, Izzy, we're proud of you. And Weston Gretchen, we're praying for you. And Levi, we hope you're feeling better. Uh, I also received uh, this from Aaron and Candace Haynes. Aaron and Candace are newer to our church family. 
and we're grateful that uh, they've been connecting with us and wanting uh, to know more about us. It's been kind of hard to connect the way we normally do. And they wanted to announce that they had moved into their new home. And this is a picture of their house and, and uh, they, their daughter Emerson just turned four months old. And so we're excited for you to be able to make new uh, family memories together in your new home. Congratulations to you. Uh, this is a picture of Indy. Uh, you probably haven't met her and that's okay, but her grandparents are David and Lori Seal. And Lori sent me this picture and she said that her granddaughter, Indy, has been making pictures of unicorns. And she uh, has several there. It looks like there's a dozen pictures of unicorns. You can never have enough pictures of unicorns. As a, daughter, or as a father of daughters, I know this. And Indy wanted to share an encouragement with her friends and tell them that she missed them. And so way to go, Indy. We're very proud of you. A big shout out to David and Lori. Lori has been working really hard to provide masks and also to provide material for masks for a lot of people in our community. So thank you, Lori, for your hard work and uh, serving others in this great time of need. So thank you, David and Lori, and way to go, Indy. This is uh, three pictures of the Sellers family. We have Isaac on the far left. And Isaac has been working with Lexi, apparently on YouTube. There's a lot of a YouTube theme here that I didn't really anticipate, but Isaac has been working on some, his, some of his drawing skills and he's showing it off. Now, you can't really hardly tell what it is. I think it's supposed to be a goat, but I think it's like a, a tiger goat. I'm not really sure. Uh, but he and Lexi have been working really hard uh, together on those pictures and sharing just some good father and daughter time drawing pictures. We see Toby with his little brother Griffin and he's feed, feeding him. And uh, I'm sure that it's all landed and, and got to where it was supposed to be. Uh, this picture looks like it's all going really well. So way to go Toby, way to be a good big brother. And then we have Lexi, who's pretty much my top five favorite person of all time, best hugger in the world. Uh, she's got a heart of gold and she's been loving and caring for her family uh, just as a great oldest sibling and looking out for them. They're sharing a, a great picture there together. Now, uh, Holly, they have Riley and Holly sent me this uh, video and hopefully you can hear it all right. Uh, this is Riley. He's missing uh, Little Lambs Preschool. Little Lambs we haven't been able to meet. That's a, our preschool at our, and our church family. Uh, and we sent home packets for the kids to work on, just like we, we got packets from Triton. Little Lambs Preschool put together a pretty rigorous curriculum for the kids to go through. And so Riley and Holly, they put together this video uh, to encourage us today. What shape is this? <laughs> Triangle. What shape is that? Circle. Good. How about this one? Square. Rectangle. <laughs> Good. This one? Oval. Good. And this one? Diamond. And a smile. Smile. That was awesome. Thank you, Riley. And this is Griffin, little baby Griffin. We haven't got to see him too much yet.
the little ugh at the end is awesome. Thank you, Holly and Isaac, for having a beautiful family to encourage us. Now, speaking of beautiful, I just wanted to share with you, Kevin Boyer hasn't been shaving or getting a haircut. This is just for your viewing pleasure. Uh, sorry, Ruth. Sorry, Kevin, but I just had to. Thanks for sending that picture, Kevin. You didn't know I was going to do that with it. I want to do a big shout out for Bread of Life Food Pantry. Uh, Ray and Terry Brandt, uh, they work hard at it every week and they've been working hard at it every week for several years. Uh, but this last uh, April newsletter that we received uh, told us that the amount of people that they've fed is astronomical if you think about our community and our area. The Bread of Life Pantry is in Plymouth and it services Marshall County and parts of Kosciuszko County. Uh, and it's a great ministry and they in their newsletter they informed us that they fed over 1500 families which represents more than 7,000 people they've been serving in a great and amazing way in this first quarter of the uh, of the year and that ministry is going to continue to need uh, uh, volunteers it's going to continue to need financial support and encouragement and if you're looking for a way to give back, if you're, a way, uh, if you're looking for a way to encourage or to care for people in our community, the Bread of Life Food Pantry is doing a great work all in the name of Jesus. They are called Bread of Life because they want to not just feed someone bread for a day, but to give them life in Jesus and encourage them that way. And so thank you, Ray and Terry, for all that you're doing uh, to love and encourage and care for people in our family and in our community. And the same theme of food, I wanted to give you an encouragement that there's going to be a free food distribution. Uh, it's going to happen on Thursday, May the 7th, the Triton Junior Senior High School. It's at 10 a.m. to noon, and it's free. It's 500 boxes of food to give away. And it's for anybody that needs assistance and help, and this is one more way to share encouragement and love there's no judgment with any of these things. We're all going through a lot of difficulty. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people are on furlough. A lot, of, a lot of people are hurting. And this is just one more way that our community can rally together and share an encouragement and blessing. And so we're thankful for Triton and the Marshall County uh, Community Foundation that is blessing our community in a way uh, that is really good. Now, friends, I want to share with you not just some good news, but some really, really good news. There are all sorts of good things happening in the world, but what a preacher does is remind us of what happened 2,000 years ago, of some really good news of Christ our Lord and our Savior coming and rescuing us. We're going to uh, take some time to look at the Gospel of John in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the, dark, in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. 
He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace and place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God as, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God. There are a, a plenty of passages that we can encourage one another with in the Scriptures. And as I thought about what we can do, for, uh, do together... Uh, in this strange way is I think that what we need most right now is just to come back and simply see Jesus for who he is. We've had so many things sort of shifted and, and so much worry and concern. And I feel the pressure. I, I feel the pressure that what you want to hear this morning is perhaps to hear three or four tips on how to parent through a crisis. Or maybe uh, you want to know how to avoid panic and have a little more peace. Or you would appreciate a text that just sort of calmed all of our worries and all of our concerns. And so you might wonder why start with John and why, why start with John 1.1. This verse doesn't seem all that practical as you, as you engage in it and you, and you reflect on it. You wonder perhaps why this text. And I think what the world needs most right now is this text. This reminder, this very simple but important reminder that Jesus was with God in the beginning and that Jesus takes on human flesh. That Jesus is the word that was a part of creation and Jesus is still, uh, still over creation. My dad uh, and I, we would go hunting a lot and we were big bird hunters. And when it comes to bird hunting, you start wandering around in the woods and your compass, the further you go into the woods, the more your compass becomes important to you. Now, when I was young, we didn't have GPS. Uh, we only had that little bobber thing that would sit on your chest and it would tell you which direction north was. Now, I know some kids probably don't have any idea what a compass is and you've long since forgotten that we needed compasses to navigate. But the further we got into the woods, the more important it was that I knew where, what direction north was. If north was heading that way, then I knew my home was that way. Because we always hunted on state property that was uh, on the other side of our road, I could always tell where my house was. That if I could find the road, then I could find my way. When I think about life and what we're all going through, the further we get into the woods, the further into uncertainty, how much more important it is that we know our way home. 
And the Gospel of John is a picture telling us that Jesus is the way to our home. That Jesus is the way back, that he's not just the compass pointing us, but he is also a beacon of light. He is also the source of life. He is also the bread that nourishes us. He is the one that we need the entire way. And so I start with John chapter 1, offering some really good news to us. Because in a world where we fill ourselves with some good news and some happy things that try and make us feel a little bit more normal and connected and encouraged, what we really need most right now is the good news of Jesus. We need the good news that God didn't just create the heavens and the earth and then leave it be. There is an old way of thinking, and it's still around quite a bit. It was called deism. And the way a philosopher would talk about deism is it would describe God as a clockmaker. That he would set the clock, uh, the clockmaker makes his clock and gets all of the intricacies and all the principles in place. And he sets the clock in motion, and then the, the clockmaker is done. God is not the distant clockmaker who gives his clock away. God is an intimately involved creator who comes to us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God in the very beginning. And there is nothing that's been made that wasn't a part, that the Word wasn't a part of. It's this comforting reminder. That God is not a distant God who is far removed from us, but a God who has drawn near to us. There's been something really uncomfortable about everything of late. The sort of uneasiness about our life and the things going on and, and not going on. And the, what, what happened right at the onset of everything, once we started pressing the pause button and the cancellation button, and all of these things that started happening, I don't know if you're like me, but I started sensing what was my purpose. I was on a treadmill and suddenly the treadmill stopped. And once we don't have distraction, once, once we don't have all of these busy things that we find ourselves wrapped up in, what's left is but for us to give pause. And sometimes when we press pause, we don't really like what we see. And we don't really know what our identity is. If we're not doing something, well, what, what are we? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? And so it becomes this really awkward and difficult thing. And, and the word that comes to mind is we become vulnerable. We become exposed. We don't have the charade of things that busy us, that we can distract ourselves with. And all that's left for us to think about is our soul and our relationship with God. All that's left is not the charade of things that we busy ourselves with. Everything's been paused, and now what we have is ourselves and God. Ourselves and our family. And how do we navigate this? We can trust and know that God knows how we are feeling. You see, John chapter 1 is often used as a Christmas series. And we love to tell you as preachers that Jesus, Jesus became an infant. That when the word became flesh, he took on a heartbeat and he was placed in a manger. 
And the thing that we'd like to remind you is Jesus became incredibly vulnerable in a world that was set to destroy him. And here's our encouragement today. As we have felt exposed, as we have, ex have felt defenseless or powerless, as we have felt vulnerable in this world and in this time, John chapter 1 reminds us and encourages us that God himself knows what it means to be vulnerable. When worship started today, um, well, before that, we had a little practice, and I was in charge of holding Evelyn Reuter. My dad's skills have apparently diminished because uh, Evelyn just sort of kept crying. I, I lost, I lost uh, the ability to apparently uh, calm a crying baby. But she was, she was defenseless and powerless. She was stuck with me. And that was the last thing in the world that she wanted this morning, trust me. I set her down and thinking maybe she just didn't want anything to do with me at all. And then she started screaming louder and it was just like this, it was a mess. She was powerless. And it reminded me again and again that Jesus entered into this world and he he enters into the vulnerability of being human. And so I find great comfort in the good news that God was willing to be vulnerable with his creation. That because he got a heartbeat, he can also be heard. Because he took on flesh, he could also be bruised. Because he took on life, he could also be killed. He could take on death. And so God is not a distant watchmaker, but an incarnational God who comes to be with us, who comes to care for us, who comes to not just empathize and be sympathetic to our brokenness, but to enter into it fully and completely, to be fully vulnerable to the brokenness of our world. And praise God, he doesn't just, he doesn't just take on this hurt to empathize. He takes on this hurt so that he can overcome. There are three words that jump out at me in John chapter 1. It's light, life, and Lord, the Son of God. Jesus comes as life, that there is life even though there is death. There is life in him, even though he's going to take on the suffering and the cross, there is life in Jesus. And John tells us everything that we need to know as we approach the Gospel of John, he's going to point out to us that Jesus is also the light, and that the darkness doesn't overcome the light of Jesus, but Jesus as the light overcomes the darkness. And he does all of this so that we can have a place in his family. It's not by our will, it's not by anybody else's will, but it is by God's will that we would become a part of his family. And John tells us some people respond to this message and some people don't. But the, for those who do, that they have life with God, they are children of God. There's a couple more words that jump out. It says, Jesus was grace and truth. Jesus is this gift of God's divine favor and love to us. 
And he is this beacon of truth. He is this compass that guides us home and shows us the way back to God. He not only points us, but he delivers us. He provides for us. He cares for us. He leads us every step of the way, all the way back to our home with God. And so if you're like me, I, I need a little bit of a reminder about perspective. About what I put my feet on and how I live my life. If you're like me, when you get a little bit lost and a little bit weary, a little off track, you need to have your worldview fixed back on Jesus Christ. I stepped on the scale this morning and I wasn't too pleased with the uh, turnout. It's, it's not just the camera adding 15 pounds, it was the coronavirus and uh, more likely the quarantine. As I take a long look at the habits and the things that I would like to do and the things that I'm trying to build, it's not really working out very well. I offer this as a simple encouragement and a reminder. That if we want to get healthy, if we want to get healthy in the soul and in our mind and with our bodies, it starts with the right perspective. This perspective that Jesus is Lord, that he's the one who has died for me and rescued me and saved me. That I could build my life on him. And maybe you're like me and you got a little off track and you need to be steered back. Well, let today be the message that encourages you and tells you the way back is through Jesus. That the brokenness and the hurt and the sadness that's within you, Jesus has overcome that. That there's nothing left to condemn you. There is one who stands to save you. That there's this brokenness and the hurt is ready to be healed by Christ. That he would come and heal you and fill you with his spirit. And he cares deeply for you. And so I simply ask you, are you ready to receive the gift again or for the very first time? The special gift that tells us that we're the children of God, not because we willed it, not because we desired it, not because someone else decided it for us, but because we're just as vulnerable as God, God made himself in Jesus. That we're powerless to make the decision on our own time and in our own way, but God enters into our world and he takes on flesh to rescue and save us and to call us his own. I'd love to give you five tips to lose, to lose the uh, quarantine 19 pounds. I'd love to give you five tips on how to parent through crisis. But I want to start very simply with our perspective and find our way back to him every step of the way following Jesus and listening to him. I have some very good news for you. God made himself vulnerable and he took on flesh. And he did so not only to understand our sorrow and our sadness, but to also overcome darkness, to rescue and to save us. Though there is darkness in the world, darkness doesn't overcome the light. 
Jesus overcame so that we might have a place in the kingdom of God. Would you join your life to Jesus? Would you be a follower of him and fix your heart on him every day? Starting again anew today with some really great news that Jesus is the light, that Jesus is the life, that Jesus is our Lord. Would you pray with me in your home today? God, we love you and we thank you that you care deeply for us as your children and we want to walk with you. And we admit that there has been a lot of heartache, a lot of sadness, a lot of things going on in our life that have been way out of normal and we don't know what to do. And so we ask God that you would help us find our footing again on the foundation of Jesus as Lord and light and life. That he is filled with grace and truth and we can know that you are with us and you care deeply for us. We ask God for your help. We ask God that you would go with us and heal us and help us. To know that you are not a far and distant God but you are one still here and still with us, still caring deeply for us through your spirit. We pray, God, that we would find our way with you, that we would find our way home. We don't want to be lost anymore. So let us turn our hearts to you, God. Shine brightly for us, that we might come out of the darkness and walk in newness of life. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. As the worship team comes forward, I simply want to encourage you to find the ways to connect with us. And the only reason why we want you to connect with us is so that we can help you connect with Christ. To know that he cares deeply for you and can have a life with you. I want to encourage you today at some point to share in communion together. To take up a time together within the context of a meal to remember that Christ died for you, that he's forgiven you, and that he's victorious over sin and death. That God has taken on the vulnerability of humankind, that he might point us to the way home. I want to thank you for gathering with us and worshiping with us. I want to thank you again and again for your continuous giving and support of this mission. That we would continue to go out in the world to share good news with a watching and hurting world. Christ is with you and he cares deeply for you. Thank you.